I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What kind of idiots start a podcast in the AFL offseason? You're welcome. This is Clicking Balls. Welcome to episode one. Um, going well so far? Well, we've managed to get some sort of sound through the microphones and got the new equipment working. So, speaking of which, we'd like to give a shout out to the people who have helped make this possible. The technical device online, especially Reddit, has been invaluable and um, we really appreciate it, guys. So, hopefully, we can give back to you and uh, put on something that you all enjoy. Yeah, we got some free gear that was meant to arrive today, but um, it, I wasn't home to receive it. So, hopefully, I'll get that on Monday. We'll take a photo of the um, slapdash little set up we got going but yeah anyway um i thought of a joke uh, <laughs> i thought i can't get it in naturally so i'll just tell you that i thought <laughs> of one straight out um you know i thought what are we going to call our fans because you know like mark maron's got the what the effers and all that kind of uh, stuff yeah, yeah. what can we call ours i thought of a name what's that mum and dad <laughs> I thought, that's what we've got so far yeah so anyway yeah first joke i got it in well, i win <laughs> hopefully we move up and on from there because uh we haven't said a crack of pace um, my name's Brenton, by the way, and um, Heath is the the other person to my left or right, whichever one. There's only two of us here, so yeah, we usually well, we hope we usually have three, but Josh is working like a bastard, so he's not here. Um, all right, first cab off the rank. Let's talk about Metamorris. It was last Sunday. Um, y- you've seen it, yeah. Uh, I read the write-ups for the um, first couple of fights and saw the last few. It saw the last few. I yeah. saw a Rory McDonald fight, which I heard was one of the better ones. I didn't see a Gary Tonin fight, which I heard was amazing. Yeah, well, Gary Tonin always comes to win. Yeah, exactly. that's why he's great on those shows. Yeah, and like we mentioned before, that makes him two from two subs at the Metamorphosis he's attended now, isn't it? Two from two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it took a little bit longer this time. Yeah, but um, no, he always puts on a great show. Um, but I just want to see him fight Crone again. Yeah, because he originally um, sort of came to prominence in the BJJ world. Was it when he was a brown belt? And he put on a really good display display at um, was it ADCC? Well, yeah. Um, for me, though, it was with the ill-fated um, Kumite. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, he really took it up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he was one of the, the shining lights. Yeah. Um, but it was unfortunate that that tournament was sort of clouded by... Yeah. otherwise things but it was a great format and great to watch yeah exactly um, and actually Kit was meant to be in that Kit oh, really? yeah, yeah yeah but he had um, yeah, I think he had surgery oh, okay. on, on something so he couldn't go in it but um, yeah and then ADCC was um, uh, when Chrome was running through everyone yeah uh, that's right and then Gary Tonin like who you know who, who's Gary Tonin yeah and, and he um, ended up cinching in a was the guillotine with only seconds to go uh, that Crone got it yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the one where it, the whole tournament, um, oh, you've got to watch it online. Yeah. Um, uh, Hickson's just sitting there going, 
making chicken noises oh, and so he's running that's away. The one. Yeah, yeah so Crone, that one. Crone was going through like butter. Yeah, um, and then he uh, Gary just took it up to him uh, and right. and put the the, the the fear of death into him. Yeah. Um, so that's how he came on. But what I really liked about Gary Toden, and I've seen him uh, speak about it online, is yeah. he says he doesn't want to be known for the guy that almost beat Crow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's challenged him. He said, I'll take him in the gear. I'll take him in the no gear. I'll take yeah. him in MMA. Yeah. Um, Plus, he, he's only young as well, isn't he? He's not very old. He's like 22. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Him and um, Keenan, uh, these young kids are coming along and just setting the world on fire, especially with BJJ. And the other thing I, I, I really liked about it was... Um, I was watching, they had Rory McDonald on Joe Rogan podcast recently. It might have been today yeah. or yesterday. Yeah, I uploaded today. Well, I downloaded yeah, it today. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched it today. I'm not sure when it was uploaded. But um, he was talking about, he actually sought out Morris to, to compete in that tournament. Did he? Yeah, he was saying, because his whole, they were talking about how he's one of the first mixed martial arts artists to come into the UFC who actually trained mixed martial arts, not one discipline and then going into everything else. Well, I mean, and, and that's something now that we've actually got people because um, exactly. it's always been said that mixed martial arts is the sport you go into when your sport's finished. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got ex-judo players or ex-jiu-jitsu yeah. guys, ex-college collegiate wrestlers. Yeah. Now you've got a couple that are actually MMA. Exactly. what they do. Yeah, from, from day dot they've trained and had that, that goal and focus from whatever their training's been directed towards that. We're sort of seeing the results in, you know, not being dominant in one style but really taking the time to learn all about different styles but it takes a real dedicated person to pick up all those styles and take it to the nth degree and try and be the best at them to the point where he's willing to call out not call out but approach Meta Morris well, the top, yeah. top level BJJ guys and challenge himself against them and he said that um, he had to clear it through UFC obviously but he said straight away they accepted and said no worries well they've had other guys go through Meta exactly. Morris and you know, I'm sure other invitationals and yeah. that kind of stuff and I mean, since that that family created the Ultimate Fighter, it's <laughs> UFC. It's kind of hard to just say no, no, no. Good promotion. And the yeah. UFC's always been good about that. Yeah, exactly. And he was always saying that he wouldn't mind trying other tournaments as well, such as uh, kickboxing or Mai Tai. Yeah, oh, really? Is this, I mean, I mean, if you're a fighter, you're a fighter. Yeah, exactly. And just look who he stepped into the cage with. If we were with Tyron Woodley, you, you know, stood them both side by side. You're like. He's going to fuck him up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Minna Morris is one thing, but doing another com- uh, like uh, striking. Yeah. yeah. Well, because even he was saying with the uh, when JT got him in the Kimura, I think it was. Yeah. Or straight arm lock or whatever it was. He was saying that before the fight, he was thinking about it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'd probably tap. And said, when he cinched it in, just all the adrenaline, he's like, I ain't fucking tapping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's he, not he smart. said his arm was hurting for a couple of days afterwards. He said, I was, I was going to let it snap. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it wouldn't have been good for future prospects from UFC coming across and fighting Manamaris as yeah, well. Yeah, you get the tap on, yeah. on the shoulder from Uncle Dana, like, what yep. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, he's one that's paying to putting the food on your table, so you sort of have to look after it. That's what they say. What about, did you see Yuri Simone's versus Keenan? No, I didn't. I missed that one. Um, again, another pretty good match. One of the better matches on the card. Yeah. Um, but even just the stills of that knee bar. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah. you can see Keenan's got the hand in to block it. Yeah. Jesus. It's, it's like that guy just has tap. unidirectional limbs. They just It's like Gumby. Yeah. Even in the in the last minute of Morris with, um, when he fought Vinny. Yeah. And he had that heel hook in. I'm yeah. like, what the... Because Vinny's a beast, and he had that locked in pretty good. You it was see, he good? You can see him thinking this is probably going to be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, too. Yeah. I mean, and then this time, it's another knee bar, and it just doesn't tap to leg yeah. locks. And that's what I was thinking, especially with Vinny having that, um, was it a heel hook or was it a foot lock? 
So whatever it was in, in this one in the last one the last Minamaros in the last Minamaros with Kenny yeah, yeah. Hook. I was just curious like if that was a mixed martial arts fight where you're fighting to really hurt people would he put more pressure on that would I he reckon be, so would he be more inclined or you reckon he's really going for it and putting it on I reckon he's really going for it and putting yeah. it on it didn't, you know, look any, didn't look like he was holding back to me yeah um, you know it's, it's not like it's Paul Harris in there yeah and actually missed the um, the Vinny challenge match I didn't see how the Marcelo Garcia student went against him either. It did, yeah. He, he, it was a good fight. Um, yep. Especially some people said that Vinny, when he went to rubber guard, yeah. that he was a little bit, you know, yeah. um, some people actually said shorving it. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> it was a little bit of lockdown, but... Uh, yeah. Does he actually officially trained with Eddie Bravo at all? Does they... I have no clue. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he hadn't. It yeah. seems like just about anybody that's walked through um, MMA has done something with... Um, with Eddie at yep. some stage yeah um, but the, I mean yeah yeah. And the other thing about the event uh, that I've seen a, a few people comment on was you know it's a submission only event yeah and, I, and they had uh, one submission exactly yeah um, and then five draws and I went through yeah. the list and had a look and they've had 10 submissions out of 30 fights okay uh, yeah, since it's... Meta Morris won um, when, when that's yeah, the aim of your sport or your aim of your promotion you need to get a better strike rate than that yeah, and I think some of it is um, some of the people they've had fight. Um, yeah. Some of them don't want to lose. Exactly, yeah. Um, and then others want to go out there and tear it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and, and Shaw is the obvious one. Exactly, yeah. Everything's been said about that, so you don't need yeah. to go any further. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, have a look at Shaw compared to Chael Sonnen. Yeah. And Sonnen, he's he's a showman. Yeah, He exactly. knows he wants to go out and put on a show. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said, you know, they haven't had a, a female fight for ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, especially in, in something like this, in, in a, a combat yeah. you know, martial art, um, where just female sports in general, they're always struggling for attention or, yeah. or airtime. Yeah. If you put two um, competitive black belts in there, yeah. they're going to tear it up. Yeah, and even seeing the um, women compete in mixed martial arts, they, they're they capable of doing things that the men can't do. Their bodies flex yeah, in ways that yeah. men don't. And well, so it's a whole different element to the way they fight. And yeah, I find it it's a different fight. Yeah. And it's not better or worse. It's yeah. different. But if you get two people that are wanting to prove yeah. themselves, and, and especially women martial artists have had that yeah, mentality. Exactly. If you're stuck with it until you're yeah, a black yeah. belt, you, you've got something different about you. Yeah. There's got to be at least two more female fights in the next one yeah exactly um, and even when the New York Ultimate Fighter series and they're, they're actually fighting that series for a belt and it, yeah, and it seems like there's a there's a big difference between the people who are in contention for the belt and those that are still sort of trying to make a living out of being a full time fighter and yeah. trying to manage all those things and get sponsors on board and it's not, it's not big enough there yet but it's growing but the other thing I wanted to mention was that in the last fight we were talking about the positions that the girls can get there was um it was uh, Jessica Penne, I think it was. Yep. And um, yeah, sorry, is this the last fight on on Ultimate Fighter? Fighter? Yeah, yeah. And um, she was against the fence, and oh, I can't remember who she was fighting. The Ashland, the Irish lady. Yeah, the Irish. Yeah. Yep. And she had double underhooks. And as she's got double underhooks, she's wrapping her leg around and always taking her back. Yeah. And I'm like, if that was a guy, just no way you can get hips around <laughs> that far and your leg around and try and get a hook in. And it's just something like that. I just wouldn't have even consider that's an option when you're, yeah. when you're fighting. And to see those things actually, you know, have some sort of effect is kind of incredible. Yeah, see, that's why I want to bring brought it back. Um, yeah. But uh, now on the no subs at Meta Morris, there was Eddie Bravo um, had a little uh, comment he put on right. it. And he said, you know, it, it doesn't really matter yeah. if it's a good fight. It's a good yeah. fight. Yeah. Uh, and he's saying like at, at you know when he fought a Hoyler. 
that was the greatest fight it was I've seen yeah. in ages. Yeah, that was a really good fight. And it's a draw. Yeah. Um, but he was saying, it doesn't matter. Everyone yeah. knows. Everyone exactly. saw the fight. They know who won. Yeah, yeah. And I was glad Eddie actually could say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the same with uh, Jake Shields. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even Roy uh, McDonald's fight, that was a good fight. Yeah. Went to a it, draw, but it was, they, it, they were trying to win. You know, yeah. Roy was doing flying arm locks or leg locks or whatever he was going for, but he wasn't, that, he wasn't there to conserve and just beat. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, you, you want people that want to put on a show. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, uh Barrett Yoshida and um, yeah. Jeff Glover yeah. put oh, on a show brilliant. and yeah. it's a Jeff Glover exactly yeah. nothing wrong with that yeah there's not much that isn't entertaining about Jeff Glover yeah e- e- exactly so the fact that they've had you know one in three fights gets a sub yeah if you go back and do it again and which how many fights yeah. did you enjoy it's yeah. probably closer to you know five out of six exactly in, in each card and the other thing I was thinking that maybe they could consider is you've got uh title fights for UFC there's five rounds so yeah. I think for at least one fight on the card they could have a no limit where there's got to be a submission yeah yeah uh, it'd be interesting to see yeah because it, I mean the Kumate uh, yeah. with with Lloyd Irvin yeah. that did that and yeah. some of those fights went an hour and 20 yeah uh, and the thing is I mean that's the way it goes that's the way it goes that's yeah. the sport of jiu-jitsu you know you like it or you don't and you've got the other ones there you can say you know if you're not really into it then we've got these other fights and they're 20 minutes so you can sort of get into it but there are hardcore fans there who understand jiu-jitsu and understand that it takes time to to set up uh, submissions and yeah. there's a whole different strategy when there's no time limit we go back to the Hoyler Eddie Bravo fight yeah um and the crowd made that fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, obviously the two guys in the middle yeah. weren't too bad either. But you, you hear them absolutely cheer when he's got an underhook. And yeah. they're screaming their heads off. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Eddie gets to half guard and they're screaming. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Yep. You know, it's such an intelligent crowd that um, really helps with it. Yeah. Um, now, the other big issue out of Meta Morris, commentary team. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're still trying to find their feet and, and see what works best. But... Um... Glover and Kenny Florian, um, brilliant. Yeah. They've done, was this their third one together? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Not second sure. or third. Yeah, yeah. Def- definitely second um, third, yeah. And they added Kit yeah. in this time. Now, Kit's a very polarizing figure. <laughs> Personally, look, every time I've met Kit, he's been brilliant. And, yeah. And I've rolled with him a couple of times. Um, I thought out of it, if you were a fan of Kit going in, you're still a fan. And if yeah. you hated Kit going in, you still hate him. Yeah. So that kind of doesn't really. Yeah, but make, I, I make did like difference. he did have some really good technical insights that you wouldn't normally consider unless you had been in those situations and been through yeah. those experiences and did. And he's fought half the guys on there. Exactly. Plus, there's there's he knows a lot more about jiu-jitsu than I'll ever know. Be honest, you know what I mean. So yeah. I'm always going to learn something from him watching him. But and that's what I would like to have seen a bit more of the technical insight. And I mean, the the it's his first time as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah we we know he's funny. Yeah, exactly. Some of them a little bit forced, but that, yeah. Hey, hey, that's right. I can appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he cops a lot of flack too, uh, in some circles for you know trying to promote himself. And I'm like, well, so exactly. what? Exactly. You're allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, since when's that been a crime? Yeah. Um, and he's been very open about what he wants to do. You know, he wants to yeah. get himself out there, and, and you know, be through jujitsu yeah. or. Um, you know, through the the movies and the little side films and stuff yeah. like that. Good, great. And, and it's great for Australian jiu-jitsu as well because we're yeah. still in its infancy here in regards to public perception of it and yeah. and how it's understood. Whereas you, if you're still here, you talk to someone about you do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, some half people are still like, huh, what? You know, yeah, what, yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Is, that like, is that like that dancing around stuff? or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah you do karate. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Right. I, I remember that the first time um, Serena, my wife, had ever... Because you know, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for a little while, but she's never seen it. Yeah. I've never seen me do it. 
um, and the first time she went to open mat yeah. and I was in the car driving there I'm like alright you're going to see two things one <laughs> this isn't as violent as you think it is yeah. and two this is way more homoerotic than <laughs> yep, you think yep. it is <laughs> yeah um, and then she just couldn't understand why you know you're in guard you got your legs wrapped around somebody and then yeah. we're just talking she's yeah. like why don't you just stand up I'm like well, well I'm already here yeah, exactly. why would I stand up this <laughs> yep. is the position of what yeah um, yeah so I reckon good on him you know if, if, if Kit's getting his name out there yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's great. And the, and the thing is, I mean, the first time you try anything, you're not any good at it. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. So it was his first crack at it. And I think, you know, you need to, people just say, oh, she did this. But what about the good things he did? It needs to be constructive feedback. And, and yeah. people like that, you need to keep in the system and make them grow as commentators because, you know, it's his first time. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, the people that hated him to begin with yeah. had another excuse to hate him again. Exactly. Eh, who and cares? Personally, I'm a huge fan. So it yeah. doesn't concern me much. Um, And, you know, I, I've got a, I've got a win over Kit so I'm happy with that <laughs> why what did you do I haven't told you that story no. first time uh, at comp class okay um, I was rolling uh, starting from standing yep. go with Kit and I alright uh, what do I do and I was a white belt and oh, yeah. he's brown <laughs> um, so I, I grab his gi and he goes whack and puts a wrist lock on me ah like, uh, okay so I tapped and I'm like alright and it wasn't until about six months later I realised wrist locks are illegal for white belts that's a DQ <laughs> DQ win so I have an eight second DQ win over Kit and I'm Keeping it. Well, you know, you notch it up and they can't take it off you then. Yeah, well, I've, I've said so. There are witnesses. <laughs> yeah, there was me. That's a good enough witness. Um, all right, I reckon that's covered Meta Morris. I, I was pretty yeah. happy. And look, it's done nothing to deter me from watching the next one. Exactly. You know, I think, like, for, just for the next one, they just got to pick their matchups a bit better. Like, yeah, I, I did get the feeling, like, going into this one, this one was the one I was least excited about. Yeah, I was the same. I, I thought they were a little bit one sided. Yeah. Um, having Sakuraba on the card got me excited yeah, but, but at the same time you're like yeah he's fighting Henzo Gracie at a BJJ match yeah and <laughs> good fucking luck and he's been through a lot exactly he's yeah. fought wars yeah I'd like that I love the memories of, of Sakuraba fighting and pride yeah and exactly that kind of stuff I didn't want him to be ruined yeah but he, yeah. he didn't ruin him exactly um, and he said it you know at the end he wished he could do more and, yeah. yeah don't we all yeah exactly and and I mean, that's that's what the fans want to see anyway. You know, they always want to see Saka and it's a Gracie great, in there. It's a great name. Yeah, anytime there's a Gracie and Sakuraba on a card, you know, it's going, yeah. to, be a, it's yeah. going to be a fan favorite. It is funny though. You know, the first card they had three Gracies or four, I think, three yeah. Gracies. Yeah. Um, and they've only had one in the last one and one yeah. of the one before, yeah. Well, it's, so, it kind of seems like people were just sort of sitting and waiting to see how Crone does in whenever his new yeah. fight's coming in, which it should yeah, be well, next month. Uh, well, it's meant to be in December. Yeah. Um, like it was meant to be in August. Yeah, yeah. And Gabby Garcia is meant to be on the card as well. Yeah, and but the thing is, with someone like Crone, he never looks out of shape. Like he is nah, always nah, in he's, shape. He's, he's a every every day. Yeah, type of guy. Just looking at him, he looks jacked. Yeah, and he's starting to look like Hickson, just mean, nasty, just gonna fuck people up. I, I want to see him once yeah. he put the puts the gloves on because yeah. you know that's the ultimate test. Exactly. You know? Yeah. If you get punched in the face, are you still a black belt? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, and Hickson liked that. Yep. <laughs> that was like a Mark Hunt quote, wasn't it? Black belt's all well and good to get punched in the face. Yeah. It, yeah. There's been an old quote that's run around a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a black belt, bang, one punch in the face. Now you're a brown belt. Yeah. And it goes down from there. And I always say in the black belt only cover two inches of your ass. It's up to you to cover yeah, the rest it's, as well. It's the old, it's the old one. So yeah. on Mark Hunt then, yeah, what'd you make of the fight? Well, I mean, considering the circumstances, I mean, his first round I thought was really, really impressive. Really impressive. He was winning. Yeah, exactly. He was winning the first round. Um, he uh, looked slick. 
Yeah, he looked on. Yeah, and Fabricio looked. Well, I won't say slow, but he looked like he is. He looked like he might have gone to a plan B and plan C in one round. Maybe, maybe Fabricio was thinking five rounds from the get go. Yeah, but yeah. Mark Hunt wasn't. Exactly, yeah. and he that never was, was never going. Gonna never going to happen. <laughs> it, it was the best I've seen Mark Hunt fight yeah. for for a while. Exactly, so, yeah, and um, and all credit to Fabricio the way he set up that that knee with the oh, takedown attempts. It was just the, it was beautiful. Okay, well he just had the shot and Mark Hunt's um, sprawled and stopped yeah. it, and then he's gone for the fake shot in the knee. It, it yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, you can uh, just see Mark Hunt. He's like, oh shit! And he's like, what yeah. I'm going to do? I'm going to block this with my head. Yeah, he ducks his chin down, and, and that's just it. It was it. It's yeah. so sad. He was winning that round yep. too. Yep, exactly right. God, and that would have been such a great story, wouldn't it? Because yeah, and, and like you always knew it was going to be an uphill battle, but with someone like Mark Hunt, he's a person that can do it with one punch. And they yeah. say about a lot of people, but he's legit. He can legit just knock anyone out with one punch. Yeah. So you always have to give him a puncher's chance. Yeah. But he gave me a lot of faith in him after that first round. I thought, hey, he's really looking on here. Like this yeah. really could be his day. And it was until that one split second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who, who would have thought a knockout would go the other way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. it, it's it's like when Gabriel Gonzaga not kicked um, Mirko oh, Krokop. Krokop yeah. yeah. Everyone's going, yeah, this fight could end that yeah. way. Not from him. Yeah. And even even you see, I think it was, was it Herb Dean referring or whoever it was, they stopped for a second and it's like, oh, shit. No, yep. Hang on a second, I've got a job here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, the other sad thing was uh, Hunt would have got a belt yeah. Now he didn't want it. Yep. It's only the interim title, but it's still a belt. Yeah. Because um, I don't think he can beat Kane. No, I don't. I don't think there's the many people that could beat Kane with with Kane stays healthy. Yeah, of course. But also, just any Australian bringing a UFC belt home is going to be great. And it is. It is funny. Is is uh, you know the Australian's going to win yep. the belt. Well, born to a Samoan family. <laughs> yeah. In New Zealand, yep. lives in Sydney. Yep. Australian. Yep. <laughs> Good enough. Yep. Probably Western suburbs or something as well. Yep. Australian. <laughs> Close enough. Yep. And, uh, you know, Costa Zoo, same thing. Yeah, yeah winning. exactly. Yep. You know, fights under the Russian flag and then switches to Australia. Yep, we'll take him. <laughs> yep. Mel Gibson, fuck that. He's back <laughs> in New Zealand now. Born in, yep. Mel Gibson, born in New York. Yep. He can stay there. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch, nah, fuck him. He's American now. <laughs> I think the Brits hate him just as much. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've turned on him too now as well. But I think most people have who value independence or journalism to begin with, full stop. <laughs> Well, he's given us Fox Sports. Yeah, he has, and I mean, he's given us Fox News too, though. Yeah, but yeah, nobody watches that. No, well, I mean, I've actually watched started watching more Fox News because of Russell Brand than any than any other legit <laughs> reason. <laughs> well, uh, the same could be said about John Stewart at yeah, one stage. Yeah, that's true. I think at one, maybe it was a couple of years ago. I saw floating around online that uh, John Stewart got more ratings than all the Fox. Really? Wow. Like, he was, yeah, you know, his show. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, quality writing. Yeah, exactly. Brings it yep. in, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And a bit of sense of humour doesn't hurt either. Yeah, <laughs> seems to be lacking on Fox. Um, while we're on MMA, because we're doing a lot of fight talk here. Yeah. Well, well we've got to keep it fresh on what's been happening recently, and so, so we're recording this goes to the polls for the state. Yeah. Uh, I don't like politics all the policies on you know liberals or labor or sex party or whatever else is going on but yep. i do know one thing <laughs> and that's if labor gets in they'll lift the cage ban yes it's fucking stupid that we're still arguing about exactly it. right and it's just people don't realize how well, uninformed they are about the situation well, spell it out then yeah okay so basically 
where mixed martial arts in Victoria is legal. You're allowed to do it. It's done every weekend, I'm sure, but you're only allowed to do it in a boxing ring. Yeah, so the, the sport itself, it's there. The yeah. same rules are there, except the field of play. Yep, exactly right. The only difference is, is it legal to do it inside the cage or a cage like Octagon, like they're using UFC? And an enclosed area. Yeah. Um, and I know there's been some efforts from um, the UFC or, or other MMA organizations to not call it a cage. Yeah, exactly. Um, because that's the only problem is, oh, it's in a cage. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, one point was made that they call them cage fighters and you don't call boxers ring fighters. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just so silly that they're actively pushing that informa- that misinformation yeah. that will stop extreme violence. Like, no, you won't. You'll just make it more dangerous. Exactly right. Because if you've ever seen the old school uh, pride fights where they fought in a boxing ring and for so long they were getting pushed out of the ring and even Hickson threw someone out of the ring yeah, and, yeah. and that's more dangerous well, falling off of hey, the curtain of a ring than it is Cavalier's cage even Thunderlips and Rocky 3 <laughs> yeah exactly you know he threw someone over the top rope yeah it's just yeah, not yeah, on it's, it's dangerous <laughs> um, but it happened in Victoria you know with um, Gustavo yeah um, yeah exactly. he, was, he was winning that fight and a, yep. a guy took a dive through the ring and hit a empty plastic water bottle and you know, yep. I can't fight anymore um, it's just so silly um, but it is so rare that one of the major parties would take a stand on something like this um, almost sensibly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy that whatever other policies they've got planned aren't as important as whatever making the cage illegal or making it legal. Oh, but it's, it's a money decision too. Exactly. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you're not stopping mixed martial arts by yeah. banning yep. the cage. Yeah. Um, you're stopping the UFC. Yeah, and the thing is, you're stopping the organizations that have the most responsibility in mixed martial arts. They're the ones that pay for all the drug tests. They're the ones that provide doctors and all the medical needs for all their fighters to make sure they're all taken care of. You're banning them for Victoria. Yeah. So they can't come in here and set a precedence for the people who are already doing mixed martial arts here. Yeah, it says something that the cage isn't legal, and yet they're still running mixed martial arts events yeah. it shows how much demand is there exactly and, and it just ridiculous. shows the naivety of people who are making these decisions and the thing is obviously the politicians they know nothing about mixed martial arts they've never been on the mats they've probably never thrown a punch in their life so you'd think except Putin <laughs> well that too I mean even Tony Abbott threatened a shirt front I don't see shit from him <laughs> so yeah he should have checked Google first yeah I think he's more a pro wrestler with those little budgie smugglers give him some shiny red boots and jump him off the top rope put him in a ring with Putin. <laughs> if he was a pro... Who, who's the nearest pro wrestler? Oh, he looks like a rat... Oh, the outfit would be Rowdy Roddy Piper. All day. Ooh, big it, red budgie smugglers. <laughs> big red he fought in blue. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, once he got out of the Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know, Chemo come out with a cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that suits him more. Uh, anyway, um... What are we going about? So, yeah, the cage ban. Cage ban, yeah. So, Labor say they're going to change it, which is, I don't care that if they're doing it just because to be the opposite of Liverpool, yeah. which is yeah. so often what it is. Exactly, yeah. But it's just, it, it, it's safer for the sport and it's a great money decision. Exactly. Uh, that's what I was saying, you know, if they've, they've never done mixed martial arts in their life, so you would think if you've got to make policies or anything... Go Maybe I'll talk to the experts. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk to people who do this for a living. And who, there's so many yeah. of them putting their hands up saying, yep. talk to me. Exactly I'll let you right. know. Yep, yep. We'll inform you. And I mean, it says so much about the state of politics at the moment where your information is at your fingertips. You don't have to do any work yeah. whatsoever. Google's not that yeah. difficult. Yeah. Like, it's really so it's coming to my mind that being a politician is about avoiding as much facts as you can and whatever information you've got, 
just avoid that like the plague. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're in the business of being re-elected. Yeah, and I mean, and even if you have to Google it, if you get the answer you don't like, just Google it again or, you know. <laughs> if you want a really stu- silly answer, there's yeah. been... Well, to be honest, I'm pretty sure they're still using Hotbot on Netscape or something like that. They're that far behind. They probably opened up a Word document and somebody told told them that's the internet, like, like Creed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so hopefully by the time this goes out, we'll know the answer. But, oh, Jesus, it's just so such a silly thing that it's still yeah. being argued about. And and especially if anyone who's actually been, like, for, for us, the only experience we've had in, in um, martial arts has been Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But it's very common across all disciplines that when you actually go into a gym and you start practicing a martial art, it doesn't make you more aggressive. It makes you more disciplined. And it makes you appreciate getting your ass kicked every day. Yeah, exactly. And we had, um, you know, the UFC fight night, or it was a fight night or yeah, fight on Fox yeah. in, in Sydney, yeah. um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I didn't see any riots. No, you know, there was nothing. There was no, there was, there was no, no fights. fighting there. Turns out the guys want to watch, you know, the professionals yeah, fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, t- it turns out when you're seeing people who are like five foot ten beat the absolute shit out of each other, yeah. you start looking and you're like, man, those guys can fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> Ronda Rousey will fuck me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, hopefully that gets sorted out. Yeah. All right, that's enough fighting. Let's talk about something that's a little <laughs> little closer to, to the rest of Australia. Um, yeah. We'll start with the footy. Uh, now, the international rules. So, yes. they've d- after having an absolute farce over the last couple of years, they've gone and said only all Australians can make the side. Yeah. Put a side together that it's pretty much team of the century worthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly It's right. just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And in the first quarter, I think it was 25 to 1 or something ridiculous. Yeah, it like was that. ridiculous. Like, I remember seeing, I can't remember the scores off the top of my head, but it was pitiful at halftime. Like, yeah. It was- and Stevie J looked like he'd, he'd been playing this game yeah, all his life. Exactly. Yeah. Mind you, kicking around the corner, kind of his thing. Yeah, exactly right. Um, would you watch the second one? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably give it a go, just to only because of the last quarter. That's really what what yeah. sort of made me give it a bit of hope. But I sort of stopped watching after halftime. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so I was watching. Uh, something else on TV, but I was sort of keeping updated on my phone, and yeah, then I yeah. looked at it. I thought, "Hang on a second, mate! They kicked two over, two goals. They kicked, I think. Oh, there's a one own goal. That's right, from, yeah, from Nick Smith. Yeah, and I thought, you know, well, yeah, good to see the. So I thought, yeah, the, it might be final forms carried through. Might be a comeback. So um, I would like to see that. And I mean, sadly enough, it just it seems like the skill sets required for each different game just don't pair up evenly across oh, these international rules. It's a bastard of a sport. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, and. The the way the AFL players adapted to the round ball this time is the best they've ever adapted. To yeah, it. yeah, you exactly. Know, they, that's always been the problem before. Yeah. Um, the six. It, it seemed like on the flip side of that, it was just the physicality of the Australian people because of the requirements of big bodies for that game. And yeah, um, yeah, and the old pros versus amateurs and that kind of yeah. you know, argument, which you know, I'm sick of. Anyway, yeah. they're, they're playing it and they're coming in. Yeah. and I mean, it seems to be just a good uh, recruiting mission for half the AFL. They've got across there and see what your talent the Irishman have got. Yeah. Get, get, get the AFL to pay for the AFL. Yeah, exactly. Than... Bring them back over and, I don't know, get their family across when they get the first match and that's the way they go. you got Ty Canelli or someone like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was good. Um, it was a really enjoyable game and it was good that yeah. it was played over in Perth. Um, yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. that ground looks sensational. I remember yeah, they were doing like a, a panoramic scan of, of the field and they've got that long bar along along one of the wings where you can sit up at a at a, like a bar stool yeah. at a window. It's just a big panoramic, panoramic view of the whole ground. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, you wouldn't even bother buying seats, you know. <laughs> yeah, but there, I mean, they? they filled it. That's yeah. what you're asking yeah, for. Because exactly. there'd be nothing worse than um, ha- having that at um, at the MCG and having yeah. 30,000 there. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but um, it was amazing to see, you know, uh, Joel Selwood um, go for a free kick. <laughs> yeah. And 40,000 Western Australians appealing yeah. for the free kick for Joel Selwood. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be one of the first only times that's going to happen. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, and he only got it two, I think. He, he got one or two, yeah. um, you know, which is half the course for him. Yeah. And, and like we mentioned on Twitter, we didn't have Gary Abbott playing. So imagine you like you probably got mixed up with the Irish and left there or something. <laughs> if you, I think if we played Gary Ablett, that might have been just showing off. Yeah, but we could have just like rested one of the player, just stick him on the bench or something. Oh, I, I reckon you know, um, just swap him and Jerry Bigvay in and out. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't they would even know. Yeah, exactly they right. Have a clue. <laughs> um, and Nat Nui in the ruck, how good was he? Oh, that was just ridiculous. That yeah. was that was embarrassing. Really. Yeah, I don't know if you got another kick. Yeah, but, but <laughs> he didn't need to. No. No, it was worth it. Um, there's hardly any of the like. Uh, Rewalt took a good grab, but yeah. the, the taller players didn't really yeah. have a focus on. Uh, sorry, not a focus. Didn't really have an impact. Yeah, um, except for Nat Nui in the ruck. Yeah, and that's the other thing I was thinking about with the round ball. How does it actually move through the air in regards to, to to marking? Yeah, because yeah. I know, especially with baseballs, if you, if, when you hit them up high, you've got to stand underneath them because they'll curve back underneath you. So. Yeah, they could go anywhere. Yeah, so I was wondering if. if uh, the way that the round balls will turn in the air if it's the same where you know depending well, on how it's kicked it's going to move around and... well it's just like soccer you know you, you yeah. can curl it in from the sides and that kind of stuff yeah. but I think especially in the field kicking you didn't see the Australians kick to somebody to mark it very often yep. they kicked it so that it would bounce in front of them and, and they could pick uh, it up and yep, go yep, yep, yep. Um, which you know it was like the way the game is now anyway yeah. you play on from marks and just run so through the often. lines yeah so that's yeah. what they were doing they yeah. weren't even trying to kick it yeah. um, and on the odd occasion that they did yeah. um, it was either Dustin Fletcher kicking it from full back which went straight to the Irish yeah. or it went over their head Yeah, because you know, yeah. it's just so hard to control exactly yeah so it's, it seems like it's more like a junior footy approach where you've got one person front and centre and run through yeah, the lines and keep it, keep it straight you know it, no U-turns unless you're Stevie J it, yeah it's almost wet weather football yeah yeah exactly it's the old uh, what was the 80s Hawthorne team where you just get it forward Keep pushing it forward, and you're going to yeah. win. If it's your end and you're scoring, then you're going to win. Doesn't matter if you're kicking points or goals. Yeah, exactly. There. Right. Which is good. You you want to see a shootout. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I think I think it's one of those games that should still be developed. They haven't got it right yet. I think there's still different things they could they could try. Yeah, but what are you developing it for? Because you're not going to play it as a, a normal league. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there was talk after the game. I think Clarkson said we want to play the next one in New York. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. or Boston where there's a large Irish yeah. population nah, that would so, be a bad idea I mean yeah but what are you selling yeah then what What, what next what after that yeah, cause yeah that's a good look, point. let's say it's great you sell out and you get 50,000 in, yeah. in, in Boston to watch this hybrid game that's yeah. only played at that time of the year <laughs> so I suppose yeah it'd be funny you start getting people who are actually interested in, oh you should see this game it's like between the Australians and the Irish and, and yeah, you're on great. YouTube and you're like uh, what's this fucking two games game? a year yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> So I, I don't understand that. I mean, it's great you try and yeah. promote yeah. something, but if you're not going to play, if the idea is to promote Australian rules, yep. you've got to play Australian rules. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's weird. But I mean, maybe it's it's the first hook in. Yeah, um, yeah. But really, they've only just got Australia interested in it, the concept yeah, again after exactly. four or five years of not giving a shit. Yeah. And, and baby steps. And I mean, as far as watchability, I prefer AFL. If you yeah, go all the way, over, go all the way over to New York and, and put on this show and at all this expense, 
play AFL. Yeah. You know? And especially where they're used to those hard-hitting contact sports, they've got NFL there, and yeah. even, they're, even they're becoming more aware of rugby and things like that, especially with the concussions that's going on in the NFL. Mm. There's been, I know there's been coaches in college college level, level who uh, started employing a rugby style of tackle so that you're hitting with your shoulders yeah, and not, yeah. not head first. Yeah. Um, and there's been heaps of calls for American football to bring back the leather helmets and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're finding out that the more you... You pad up, it just means they're going to go bang, exactly bang, right. bang. You hit harder, yeah. Yeah, and that, yeah. that you know, you got a helmet on, but that yeah. your little brain's still exactly around in that skull. Yeah, and it's not necessarily what's impacting the outside of your brain. It's it's what the shock of your brain ro- rolling around inside yeah, your skull. Exactly. Is, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. all that jelly in there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what exactly. You're on the and I mean, and the results from from the uh, class action that was against the NFL were pretty astounding when they found kids 16 years old having yeah. like dark spots in yeah, their brain in front of the brain yeah and and then they got that that brain bank where NFL players yeah. who are dying can donate their brain to this it's this. not just NFL players I mean there's been uh, I know Mick Foley's ah, so really? he's already committed and, ah, okay um, yep. and uh, I want to say Chris Nowinski but I can't remember that's the right name uh, one of the wrestlers who retired really young because he had um uh, a few too many concussions. Oh, okay. He's he's yeah. done a lot of work with it, yeah, uh, and raising awareness and charity and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but you know it, it's it's every sport they're yeah. all looking at it. And I still remember playing under thirteen football and you get knocked out with a head clash or something, and you just got sent to the back pocket. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Where you go? Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still remember one of our players. He got knocked out in the grand final. I think you would remember this as well. Where um, he stood up to take his free kick, and as he's running to take it, he's just kicked the ground, fallen ass over. Yeah. And somehow he stabbed it straight to the full forward, like at a ninety degree angle, I don't <laughs> right on the chest. It was it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he just falls as the face full of dirt. And he sort of got up and sort of tried to trundle off, and then the coach has got. I think it was Phil Green was the coach, I reckon. Yeah. He got, hang on, come back here, mate. Yeah, you, you have a rest. Uh, have a rest, son. Yeah, yeah. And I remember talking to him afterwards, and he actually thought he was at the big day out. <laughs> That's what he thought he was rocking out. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! To be fair, I think he thought he was at the big day out most days. This is true, and I mean, yeah, he probably was flying there and back. <laughs> Yeah, so sticking with um, footy, have you seen any of the draft that was on last night? Have you, have you checked out the Richmond players? I, I, yeah, I'm a bit scared to check out Richmond players <laughs> in the draft, so I followed it on Twitter, and then I'll just let all the fans yeah. tell me how good they are or how shit they are. Well, you, you, I think half half your picks you kept to your you know five foot ten and under. Yeah, yeah that, that's why you want. I would so, hate tall people. I tell you what, <laughs> why would you want tall people? I'd hate to have someone be able to back up marriage, or you know, at least a young ruckman is you know tall that marriage could teach how to do the job properly. You know, that'd be terrible for us. I, I tell you what, though, um, the, the big winner is Melbourne. Yeah, but apparently, jeez, they had, they had a, Saints have got number one pick, and they've got. Do you go Petraka or um, uh, who the number one pick was? Yeah, because um, the one that everyone thought was going to be number one, well, it was pretty mixed bag on on who believes who was going to get number one and and not that. Well, I, I think um, Petraka was the the mid the best midfielder in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. big body midfielder, ready to play. You, know, you could probably play. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. He'll play in in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Whereas you know most draft picks don't. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or do you go for the key forward? I want to say Martin. Uh, I can't remember who it is, but um, yeah, Saint, Saints get the first pick, and they did well to not sort of trade, not, fuck it up. not trade it out. Yeah, exactly. But I think they've just got a lot more problems than that to sort of worry about at the moment, and they're uh, going to. They've been hoarding draft picks for the last couple of years. Like, yeah. I mean, getting rid of Ben McAvoy to get a. Uh, pick 20 and they yeah. got, I think oh, Dunstan with that pick something like that yeah and he's a gun yeah and um, they picked up uh, do they still have Malera playing for him 
Or he Malera? Yeah. No, he he He's left. Out playing at Glenelg or something now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he um he walked out because he wanted to go back to Adelaide. Yeah. And couldn't so. get a trade to either club, so I think he's playing in the Sanford. Yeah. Um, number one pick, Paddy McCartan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Paddy McCartan. Oh, why couldn't I remember that name? Yeah. So, anyway, back to it. Saints have picked up Paddy McCartan. Yeah. Who's, you know, a, a ruck slash forward. You know, obviously he's going to sit under Rewalt for another couple of years. Yeah. Which means the Demons who have traded, you know, James Forley, or not traded James Forley, lost James Forley to yeah. free agency, picks two and three, get Brayshaw and Petraka. Yep. Wow. Exactly. And if you can't make, like, a solid foundation to set this, this club on the on the right path yeah. from what they're doing now, then, I mean, I don't know what you need to yeah. do. They're two... The two best midfielders, the, yep. the two best midfielders out of out of the draft, yep. ready to go. Yeah. The only problem is, they've done that before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't quite work yeah. out. But surely this time, Just don't make one of them captain. Yeah, <laughs> so. not not next year anyway. Yeah. But I mean, you put those two, and then you got Viney. Yeah, who is an absolute gun. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, the, St. Kilda going McCartan couldn't have worked out better for yeah. Melbourne because yeah. they don't need McCartan. Yeah. They've got Hogan, who everyone tells me is, is going to yeah. be an absolute gun. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but they've got that sorted. Yeah, and the thing is, they've got uh, experienced players like Nathan Jones, who's a gun midfielder. And yeah. I mean, you just stick those young kids around him and they're going to learn stuff. You, uh, you hope so. It's good that they've finally given Jones yeah. a captaincy. It's yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I mean he's, he's, he's going to be a gun in, in pretty much any team in the AFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... and you know, over the last couple of years, um, he'd probably be the only one in Melbourne who would get a game in yeah. any other team. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, they're starting to come good. I mean, they had a couple of boring games again this year and a couple of real embarrassing playouts. Yeah. But some, some disappointing efforts, but... I mean, I, I think they've fixed a lot of problems they did have, and obviously Paul Roos going there didn't hurt at all. You know, there's a thing up to just, about running just, a footy club. Just give them hope. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Geez, they've been through some stuff. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I and the worst thing is just don't make any more dumbass decisions. I think <laughs> that's what Paul Roos is there, there to do, right? Well, don't fuck this up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the decisions they've made then, Melbourne, to try and keep on board, they, they didn't match Frawley purely yeah. because they wanted picks two and three. Yep. I think it's worked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be happy with exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. The next one is who's their next coach, and they've got Simon Goodwin. Mm, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's been around. He's a great player, yep. great captain. And that, that's a good start. I think you know, um, players that 
you respect their games tend to turn out to be better coaches. Yeah. Um, that doesn't always work out. Yeah, I mean, it's not a golden rule, but it's not it, a rule of thumb, I should say, but... It, it'll be interesting. I mean... Um, it would work out with Danny Frawley, so... <laughs> you respected Danny Frawley, Oh, you? great guy. <laughs> Shit-ass coach. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's going back to St. Kilda, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a backman coach at St. Kilda. He was oh, it's a golden fist was, down there, then. Yeah, he was a Hawthorne coach for two and a half minutes, you know, and he had... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, golden fist yep. coming out of their ass down there. I thought he would have jumped at it. Yeah, exactly. But he's gone for the, you know, the the go home factor yeah yeah and I mean I'm sure you could do worse than having someone like Danny Floyd around your club but I mean I wouldn't put him in charge of the whole squad that's for sure no and they're not yeah <laughs> which is good but Goodwin you just isn't it funny how um, assistant coaches get reputations yeah um, you know and obviously some of it comes through the media but amongst the, the general mug punters which you yeah. know consider myself part of that yeah I'm definitely into that, into that group <laughs> but it, it's funny you know, um, when someone comes up you go oh yeah yep yep he, yep. he's he's a good he's the next coach well <laughs> 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 he's done well down at Geelong yeah well the thing is when, when he was first um uh, going for the Essendon coach was the same time that Richmond were coaching job was available and we were looking at um, getting Hardwick then yeah. and I always thought I was in, in that category I was like oh Matthew Knights yeah, good player I thought he you know, had a good head on his shoulders and he was a good coach but he just promised way too much for the squad that did not deliver yeah and so, I, he wasn't bad but yeah. it's another one of those we'll sign him give him two years bonus and then kill yeah, him yeah. which is a bit funny but, and, you know. and I'm, I'm glad that we end up with Hardwick because he's done an excellent job with that squad yeah Hardwick was unlucky not to get the Essendon yeah Oh yeah, and and I mean, it's kind of you imagine what he would have done with that squad instead of Knights, and would they still got heard there, and not what sort of trouble would they be through this or started a deal, which not we're talk- not really going to touch because not, not it's talking done to about death. it, not yeah. talking about no. it, not even touching it, couldn't care less. No, and I mean, where'd they finish that year? Seventh or eighth? Or uh, which year? Did yeah. they got they got cancelled? Oh, the first one, yeah, the sixth. Some of that. I mean, if you're cheating, taking drugs, don't you finish sixth? Yeah, you're not cheating. You're, well. No, your, your cheater sucks, and so is your performance coach. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. No, yeah. We're not talking about that. Um, um, so, I mean, the rest of the draft, you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, it, it's so hard. Like yeah. with with, a, with Australian because we don't have the like the collegiate system yeah. that uh, yeah. American sports have yeah. that you know gets prime time coverage. Exactly. And that. But it is amazing that um, how well run it, it was um, on, on Fox, and then yeah. um, I, I know Dad was watching it and um, on Fox, and then had uh, the AFL website up on the iPad. Oh yeah, and as yeah. soon as somebody gets picked. They're up. On, um, it, it's up on the the, the AFL website. Yeah. And it comes up with their little profile and their highlight reel. That's brilliant. Speaking of which, the the young lad Bokehurst, I think it was who <laughs> went Carlton. to Carlton. Oh, <laughs> the Twitter gaff. Oh my god! But that's great. Yeah. Uh, you know what's sad is now he's going to get into the system and he's going to speak to their media manager. Yeah. And they'll, they'll yeah. Have, um, yep. training for them all and he's now going to give us you know it's a team yep. effort it's one week at a time we stuck to our structures yeah, pumped out the same production line that they all do and yeah it, which it, just sucks but for, for something like that I, don't, I think it's probably not a bad way for your initiation to a club because it's like it's like when you go to college and they have a hazing you know what I mean yeah. it's kind of making fun of them but it gives you that sort of sense of fun and that sort of mentality oh, where you, guarantee you can muck around <laughs> first day in somebody's going to yeah. mention it it's going to be the first thing that gets mentioned to him full stop I reckon you wouldn't have been surprised if Mick came up and just took the absolute piss out of him like pretend to be serious no I'd be surprised if Mick did it <laughs> but if I was anybody at Carlton I'd be printing that out 
A4s yeah. in his locker. Yeah. Here's your new, yeah, which, which, fucking, which one of us do you reckon shouldn't be here, mate? Or if I was Mick at the end of each huddle where he gives like a little speech or something, just, you know, get his approval from it. Like, how is that? So, you know. <laughs> is that okay? Can Someone's I start? Right, yeah. <laughs> You've got to put it up everywhere. Or if, or if Mick just stands up and goes, all right, I've decided. Everyone, no, nah, fuck off. He's right. Out. Yep. <laughs> Make him captain. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but even when we're talking about uh, the draft and that, they even televised the combines on Fox Sports now yeah. as well. And then the well, thing I is, mean, what else are they going to show on Fox Footy during the Yeah, season? exactly. But we're talking about we don't have uh, like collegiate sports like they do in America, where you can sort of screen plays and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So you've only got like the minor leagues football, but even then, it's, it's still hard to see how a player may develop through them. And even with with combines, when you've got international players, for someone, it's just not a very strict way of telling how good they're going to turn out based yeah. on athleticism because you imagine thinking like someone I don't know how it went but what Gary Ablett would have done compared to those people through those sort of those tests and well I mean he, he was playing down there he was a good player but he um, I when he was going through the obviously he was father son um, yeah. so he didn't um, go into the draft proper yeah. Um, yeah but I don't think he might have been top 20 yeah um I don't know, yeah, like but, the metric testing with like oh, high jump, you know, oh, he'd, he'd uh, be useless. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then you put him, put him it, in a guarantee and lace up his boots, and yeah, it's it, phenomenal. Which is great because there was a period there, um, you know, sort of ten years ago, fifteen years ago, where Kudafidis was, you know, one of the best players in the competition. Yeah. And then Trent Crowe was, you know, the yep. next great thing. Where yep. They were just like, let's let's get athletes and make them footballers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of good to see guys like Sam Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> too slow, too small. Yep. It's just, yeah, but he can kick 50 yeah. metres on either boot. Yeah, yeah. He's the target. It looks like someone who you'd see, you know, in fluoro vest, uh, you know, fixing your car or something like that on yeah, the side, of the, side of the street. It's just a footballer. Yeah, just hard-nosed and the old school Glen Archer types of people. Yeah, you know, you're either going to be AFL just, player or in jail. Or yeah. something like that. <laughs> but just a footballer, you know, something yeah. like that now. Yeah, know, exactly. Just There's still a place for that. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it says a lot about the things that you can't test for. You can't put a number two. It's that yeah. attitude. And, and it's still, it's a draft. It's going to be a bit yeah. of a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's the guys that are the sure things that yeah. never turn out. And then there's the pick 78 who goes on to a, you know, yeah. win Brownlows. And, and I think the only, the only real thing that you can bank on from those is that if you've got someone that's 220 centimetres and can jump, you know, 10 feet tall, they're going to be a valuable asset to your team. <laughs> Yeah, North Melbourne disagrees with you. Well, yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's true, actually. Think about that. We're arguing about that today um, because uh, I was pretty sure that Magic is signed on again for 2015 and uh, somebody else was saying that, he no, he got delisted, but no, he is. He's signed on again, but oh, okay. it'll be his sixth year in the system and he's still yeah, still not, not there. I mean, he's, what is he, fourth in line for the ruck job yeah he'd be about that and, and, and Benny Brown's just had his debut season yeah and killed and it killed it yeah plus he's got that little cult following just because he's such a strange looking bastard <laughs> I, I said it the first time I saw him he looked like the kind of guy that would spend his first footy paycheck on Slurpees yeah, yeah or Archie Comics or something yeah, like that yeah but he's a September specialist now. Yep. yeah exactly right that's you know, all it takes yeah and, and those things you know people remember those those games and, but I don't they do yeah and that's ones that get you signed for big dollars and big interest from other teams as yeah. well. I mean, I was watching it and I got no uh, vested interest in either team. You know, yeah. uh, the North um, Essendon final and the North Geelong final. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm a little vested there. I don't mind seeing Geelong get yeah. <laughs> beaten. Um, they were the, some of the best games of the year. Yeah, yeah, uh, they were. And see him stand up. But, you know, so it, it goes, even that size of a player 
Yeah. That amount of time in the system still yeah still bust. Yep. And they're still and still getting that American guy over. Was he be uh, in the next draft or something like that? Uh, I think he signed on as an international rookie. The, oh, okay. the, there's two. Yep. There's one at Collingwood and there's one at North. Yep. Uh, I think it's Mason Cox at Collingwood. Yeah. Can't remember the North. There was one guy off of the recruit, right? Yeah. And um, he was really, really tall. Useless as fuck. Yeah. But really, really tall. And so everyone was interested in him. Yeah. And so people are still trying to make, you know, footballers out of people who are basketballers, more or less. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's that position, isn't it? Because you, can, uh, you can't teach somebody to be yeah. seven foot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't always work yeah. out either. And I mean, it's also a possibility that if someone's got a ruck that is so dominant, then maybe it's best just to have an extra on bowler. Yeah, I mean, you have a look at the Hawks who've done it last yeah. years. Yeah. Average ruckman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sanderlands is at the end of the day he's still seven foot, and yeah. you've got a plan around Sanderlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the uh, thirteen grand final, it was yeah. um, because Crowley was tagging Mitchell. Mitchell was like, "Well, I'll get in and, and ruin Sanderlands taps." Yeah, yeah. And, but that was their ruck setup. Was right. What do we do with Sanderlands? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Takes it out. But yeah, end of the day, the draft is. It, you know, in, in America, they call it the the draft lottery because yeah. the, the order's picked by a lottery. But it's, it's that's not where the lottery yeah, really exactly. is. <laughs> you just don't know what you're getting. You don't out. know what you're up with. Yeah. The end of the day, you get a um, you know you you almost draft on attitude as much as um, um, potential yeah, need. Yeah, exactly. Um, because you can turn them into something. Yeah, and and also the value for tradeability. You know, because <laughs> the GWS method. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, right. we're going to lose them. <laughs> they're, they're good. Just get them, and then we'll figure the rest out later. We'll, we'll just wing it. it. Yeah, <laughs> got this really like shit. Pat got injured. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's the only one to keep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw um, on social media they showed that um, Patton's up and running again. Really? Because oh Jesus. He looked like he could be an absolute monster. Exactly, yeah. And he's done his knee again. Yep. But, and the thing is, at the end of the day, what is he, like 20, 21 years old? Or is About that. Fuck all. Yeah. And your knee's done, you know. You've, you've knee- theoretically got another 60 years of life. Yeah. You know, you want to have kids, you want to run around with them, you want to you, play with them, you want to do anything like yeah. that, you're fucked. Yeah. You can't do it. There's, there's got to be a limit where you go, you know what? Yeah. Um, who was it this year that, that retired and goes, you know, just football wasn't, my body's not built for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it happens all the time. Yeah, and especially with big man who, it takes a toll on your body, jumping and running and doing all sorts of things. 100 kegs, you know, that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of weight on it. Yeah, and especially, I mean, obviously I'm no physician, I don't know what, he, what sort of shape his body's in, but you'd think that you're still developing into your body. Still being, growing. Being that tall at that age. And your body's still learning how to handle handle you know just that mass and that yeah well that I, mean, onset. I mean um, especially an athlete you, you don't reach physical maturity until you know twenty four twenty five yeah. or, or yeah. whatever maybe even more for the, for the bigger guys yeah so th- there's still some growing there and, and getting yeah. used to you know um, being a professional athlete exactly yeah, it's just such a shame yeah and after they lost Boyd yeah exactly um jeez oh, the only good thing to come out of that. I reckon. Well, not the only good thing because, you know, players have changed and they can do what they like. But G- GWS have a rivalry now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think well, they play in round two next year yeah. or something like that. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I hope they promote the shit out yeah. of it. Yeah. Because the thing is, if you can tap into some of the fanaticism from the Western suburbs in regards to what they have with yeah. soccer and everything, you know what I mean? They're some of the most passionate supporters in the country. If you can just tap into some of them and get them interested in football and get and the rivalry is a way to do it. Rivalry is a way to do it. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's us versus yeah, them. Exactly. We're, well, they've had, polarizing. Yeah, and it's now that it, it's come along at the right time for them too yeah. because, you know, the last three or four years, 
they've just been all right let's not get flogged yeah exactly um, you know put on a good show guys yeah um but you know last year they beat the swans you know they've, they've done something they're starting to do it yeah and now they've got somebody else they want to see them play yeah exactly right and, it, and it's, it's those games where a season up to that point yeah it's that when that game was on your players switch on they give yeah, well, an extra little bit of effort you, you know it um in in melbourne when um Essendon play Collingwood yeah it doesn't matter yeah, you know, it's, exactly right. day, it's, it's a big one it's yep. the showdown in, in, in SA it doesn't yeah. matter where they are on the ladder this yeah. one you, this, this you get ready one. for this one yeah it's you know the week before they're like yeah okay let's let's get through this game we've got the big one next week yeah, yeah exactly right now they've got something they've got a marquee they can sell yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it not only is it great that um, the two teams that need a marquee match have yeah. got it in Bulldogs and GWS they're at this sort of similar development stage. Yeah. You know, Bulldogs may be a little bit ahead. Um, so it's it's a fair matchup too. Yeah, and it's 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 one that even if you're both having shit seasons and the rest of your games are irrelevant, more or less, yeah, you've got this one game of relevance. You've got something, yeah. It's going to have something where, you know, fans in seats wanted to watch that game just to get something out of your season. Yeah, exactly. And the thing exactly. is, when you both go, end up going well, then those games are just even more important. Yeah, and you know, it, it's the rivalry starts now, yeah. and then in two years' time, maybe they play finals against each other, and then exactly, it, it's something that they'll buy DVDs on. Yeah, and then you've got the Hawthorne and Geelong, where it, it's it doesn't some, matter. Sometimes anymore. the skills are irrelevant; it's the mind games that go on, and what mm-hmm. sort of psychological state you're in. Are you ready? Are you up for this game? It was, even tonight, when we were watching um, the the A League um, yeah. before the game, they were showing, you know. It, 10 years of the A-League and that. And, yeah, um, bit, yeah. They were saying to, to try and get a league up, you need those rivalries and they're yeah. showing the best rivalries. Now they've got something there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really important because, yeah. you know, GWS is going to struggle. Yeah. And the thing is, especially with the codes of like soccer and, and AFL, they they can definitely coexist because, of course can. especially Melbourne's the prime example. We took rugby, which wasn't traditionally a Victorian sport and we embraced it, but it hasn't affected any other, any other sports. And no. And, and the, the rugby guys are happy to socialize with yeah. the, the AFL guys. Yeah. And you know, I guarantee you 90% of the AFL players that live in Melbourne are Storm fans. Yeah, exactly. And even uh, Collingwood had that cross promotion where if you bought a, I think it was a Collingwood, what it was a membership or just for certain matches where, you'd get a, a half price ticket or, or your group yeah. ticket for both and you go, go, go across the road and then watch the storm great the, idea if the both stadiums are right next to order each other why wouldn't you yeah exactly right and yeah. I think it's a great idea like, I don't know anything about rugby but it's, I, I still would love to go see a storm game I haven't been to the new Amy Park Stadium yet but I'd love to go there and check it out because I don't know really much about the game but I still it looks like very fun to go into those sort of rivalries you know yeah yeah and you know Storm um, we've got their boutique stadium that they're able to, to sell well and yeah, you know they've yeah. had results yeah exactly I mean, that always helps yeah and some Dodgy accounting doesn't hurt either, but jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you thought Carlton were bad? Yeah, I mean, didn't Storm build a, a whole little room dedicated to dodgy bookkeeping? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think but, uh, buildings dedicated. I, to I think it. you just like slid out the Bible and the whole shelf spun around and way you go through the back door. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're saying you don't know much about rugby? Like, I know a little bit because I've been yeah. in Sydney for ten years. I'll tell you something interesting. Um, a good friend of mine, um, lifelong Manly Sea Eagles supporter. Yep. Um, you know, and loves his rugby. This year, um, Manly have just signed Willie Mason. Right. For I think I think he's nearly Willie Mason's trying to collect the whole set of, of Guernseys for each side that he's <laughs> okay. playing for. Um, yep. So uh, he always said, if Willie Mason comes to Manly, that's it. I'm done. Really? Yep. Wow. He reckons he's, he's not following NRL. Not, oh, not even not just Manly, like well, the whole code. No, he can't follow another side. Yeah, that's what I thought. He can't find another team, so he goes, well, what do I do? 
you know, I'm, yep. I'm not watching. So it'd be interesting to see if he follows through with it. Yeah, I've told him, you know, you'd be we're we're a happy team down at Hawthorne. We we we'll welcome you with open arms. But he reckons he might go to GWS games next year. Oh, good on him. Well, I mean, I can't see him doing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you go watch one and be like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> but, Especially when he's got no idea what's going on. But yeah. that passionate that he doesn't want Willie Mason there. Wow. And that, that brings up the point. When when do you think it is okay to change teams? Never. Like well, the one thing I thought is that, let's say if you live in Tasmania and you were going for the Crows or something like that, and then a Tasmanian team yeah. started off. Well, the, there was plenty of people you know, I know in our hometown who were you know, Collingwood supporters that yep. when Port Adelaide joined, they yep. switched over. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be a transition. There, there was even um, uh, Ricky Sweet who played for Port Adelaide. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the Sanford days. Yeah. Who. A lifelong Collingwood supporter, um, yep. and I remember that coming in, and he goes, "Yep, I've got a teal stripe now." You know, right. So yeah, if it's a new team that's come in, or if yep. uh, they offer you nine million, uh, ten million dollars over nine years, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yep. change teams, but otherwise yep. you can't. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's one of those things where even when choosing the team, like I've been going through this since we're starting this podcast. To you know, we've got to pick sides. That's just the way it is. You know, yeah, we have, of to, course we you have do. to invest interest. You and, have to be invested. And I've, I've never picked an EPL side, even though I love watching EPL, especially working a casino late nights, working night shift. There was always EPL on, and I watch any sport that's live. Yeah, of within reason, most of them. And so I need to pick a side, but do you, I, I, you don't want to pick a side that's good. You want to pick a side that's shit, that's but just above relegation. It's very funny because. Um, that's how I picked a side because yep. um, I was working at Coles and there's a lot of pommies that work at Coles yep. um, and they're all really passionate about it especially one person who was so passionate at Liverpool yep. now I had to pick a side because yep. you've got to have a vested yep. interest <laughs> if I was going to pick any side it would have been Liverpool because yep. back in the day we used to watch um, on the ABC and Ian Rush was running around yeah. and I don't know I think they showed the most Liverpool games yeah. uh, that's yeah. all I remember but I can't pick Liverpool because he's got Liverpool that's exactly it, the theory that I was with yeah if I pick Liverpool, what am I going to have a go at him yeah, about? Exactly. So um, I picked West Brom because they were sitting 20th at the time. Yep. And at, I, I and believe they might still might be. <laughs> no, no, they're mid-table now. Are they? Um, but that year, they were sitting 20th. I thought, well, I, I can't be accused of picking, you know, uh, yeah. cherry picking. Yep. And then I put 10 bucks on them to finish um, dead last, and they did. But I picked <laughs> West Brom because, it, do you know why I picked West Brom? I believe I do. What is it? I believe because it's something to do with Hawthorne, but I don't know what home, it is. The home ground's called the Hawthorns. That's right, the Hawthorns. And yeah. also, I checked on Wikipedia, I think in 1896, they wore brown and gold stripes. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that at the time, but... Well, it's funny because... I'll... So, yeah, so, have you picked a side yet? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was out with uh, having some beers with uh, actually uh, one of our second cousin's brother-in-law and um, he's an English lad and he was there with a couple of other English lads so and close it, then second cousin's brother what? Uh, small town you know what I mean yeah anyway English lad that married my second cousin's yep. yeah yeah that one and I was telling him I said look I've you know I've got to pick an, pick an EPL side because and I had this whole conversation with him I yeah. want to pick a good side don't want to pick, I don't want to pick Liverpool because everyone I know goes to Liverpool yeah and it's just a foreign concept going for the same team as your mates so yeah. I'm just not used to it so I just, I just couldn't do it and the thing is I know more about Liverpool than any other team because right. they're the only games that I've watched. I know and, nothing about West Brom. I couldn't tell yeah, you one player. Yeah. And so I, I go to him, like, you know, I want to pick someone that's kind of average. I'm like, who do you go for? West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, where are you? Oh, I think we're one above relegation. That's my side. <laughs> so you pick West Brom? I pick West Brom, yeah. Oh, well, that's fucked up. I know, but that's what I was... Today I was reading through Twitter and uh, had something about the Hawthorns. It was on the West Brom uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the Hawthorns, hang on. 
fuck, that's what the Heath goes for. Yep. Like, oh, <laughs> that's shit. the reason. <laughs> so now we're like, back to, sort of back to square one because I don't want to have the same one as you either. <laughs> so if there's a... T- but but you, if you've picked a side, you can't change. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. And What do you do? Yeah, that's it. Well, well, it's West Brom's now. We have to, that's it. <laughs> we'll have to try and figure out some players. And, I, and what happens if they get relegated? Do we have to pick another team that's in the, in the, nah, I, the see, league? I, that's the other mistake I made when yeah. I was at Coles because I, I said to um, the next person, I said, so who's your EPL team? He goes, Pfft. he looked at me like I was stupid. Yeah. So I found out, no, that's not what you do. You don't have an EPL team. You have a team. Okay. Because yeah. um, I think one of them, uh, one of the guys, his team was Luton Town and they were yep, those fourth guys. league, <laughs> which is, I think, semi-professional even. <laughs> yeah. Um, the play on Wednesday afternoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. the subs have to play linesmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You have to bring a, a scorer, otherwise you can be four like like <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, my team never lost when I was scorer. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> not until they got the scoreboard on never got in foul trouble either <laughs> uh, that's just the way it was yeah so so West Brom's it then yeah so um, I've had to choose West Brom which um, so we're on the subject of soccer we had uh, Friendly versus Japan recently yep. and I saw on Twitter I mean we try and have this rivalry rivalry with Japan which which we do but the Japanese are just so damn nice. It's too nice. <laughs> like they're too nice. <laughs> you see the banner was showing out, which, you know, let's continue this friendly yeah, rivalry. Yeah. Come on, you know, Australia and Japan. I saw something recently. There was a Japanese side touring, a baseball side touring America. Okay. And they showed a, a photo of the Japanese dugout after the game and the American dugout. Yep. In America, there's crap everywhere and yeah. chewing tobacco, spat <laughs> yeah. and cups. The Japanese had uh, uh, cleaned theirs. <laughs> just it. spotless. Yep. It's just, just what they do. Just done, yeah. And I've seen photos of the fans. Yeah. And they le- that's what they do. They just clean up as they go. Yeah, yeah which makes sense. I think I saw something online where they actually invented a machine where you'd pay for your tram and train tickets with, with litter. bottles. Yeah, and litter, yeah. where you'd put it through there and it would count it. <laughs> good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea, yeah. But I would have thought in Japan there probably wouldn't be that much litter. But <laughs> oh, they've got vending machines. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. everything, so That's not? true. Um, do you watch, you watch the game? I did watch the game. And um, the first half we played played very well. Yeah, we played good. You know, back, back line's held up, but we're still consistently getting beat at, at the far post and even tonight we watched Adelaide versus um, uh, Melbourne, Victory. Melbourne Victory it was a two goal score that just unmarked the back post should have been three to um, uh, Chris, it was missed an absolute sitter at the back, back post but then he backed it up maybe five minutes later and ended up putting it in the back of the net oh yeah that's right uh, yeah. I remember it now he, he's about three metres out and he yeah. kicked it sideways yeah and so, and so for the Japan game we did, we did play play well for the first half and then Second half, our, our back line just sort of fell away, and uh, we didn't have like a full strength squad, but we still showed promise. And then Timmy comes on, and for you no know, fifteen minutes or something, scores a header as he does, and as he does, as he does, and you know gives us a bit of hope. But I mean, there's, there's not much bad you can say about Timmy Cowell and the stuff he does for Australia. If that man ever has to buy another beer in Australia ever again, then uh, it's a shame. It'd it, be a travesty. Is he with the Red Bull team? Yeah, he's yeah. still playing there. Still playing for the Red Bulls, but um. Apparently they had a bit of a little bit of controversy where it was getting it's in their playoffs at the moment. Yep, and they're like, you know, you're not going play play friendly. He said, look, Australia comes first. That's yeah. non-negotiable. Like, I tell you what, if there's any way yeah, to get yourself endeared with the Australian public, yeah, exactly. that's the way to do yeah, it. Exactly right. And the fact that every time he pulls on the Australian trip, he gives it 110. percent And even when he got, 
uh, Greg Carter in the World Cup and missed the last one. He said, look, that's the way I play football. Yeah. I'll always give 100%. Uh, and knowing that he, he wouldn't be playing another World Cup. Yep, yep. Missed down last game. But he said, that no regrets. That's the way I play. And that's that's the sort of the brand of football that Australia loves. Is it best to come out of here, you reckon? He'd, he'd, close. he'd have to go close, yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be the, the what person to ask that I wouldn't know about the history. I'm only sort of in my time that I players that I know, but definitely from what I've seen, he would be up there, yeah. yeah. I'd say so. And I mean, his results speak for himself. You know, yeah. just look yeah. at what he's done. And ever since the little kid as well. And just just the type of person that he presents himself as and, and would be, where he's loyal, you know, yeah, and always gives whatever he can for the kids. And he's never met, well, not that I've met him, but I've never seen someone do so much for the fans yeah where it doesn't matter what it is do you reckon he'll retire in the A-League I think he will I think yeah. he'll come back and oh, it all depends it all depends if he can if if he can stay fit and healthy and be at the top level yeah, I think he'll he, yeah I think he might come back here but he'll do he'll definitely stay in the system and do a lot to promote Australian football and get it up, up to speed but the thing yeah. is he can do more for that probably overseas yeah, playing the, what he's doing and, and open up those sort of avenues for Australian players and things like that. Because you think when you know Harry Kuehl came back it was a great promotion yeah, for him and yeah. all that kind of stuff and then it kind of yeah, petered out. out and almost got embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, he'd done his job. Yeah, yeah. And we do have lots of young talent coming through. We've got lots of international uh, players playing overseas and they're doing very, very well. Got so Josh Kennedy, yeah, he's, he's coming back. He's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a shame because you know, we've got too many Josh Kennedys as it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll give him a go at AFL, more fucked up kicking style or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Richmond didn't draft. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he probably would have been too useful for us. I reckon he's pretty. I think he's six feet too. Shit. Yeah. No, we don't want to talk people. And the only other thing we've got that's happened recently is, um, well. Formula One season wrapped up, but we're actually I'm going to plan to do a Formula One specific podcast. Um, Formula One is one of my favourite sports, and I always follow it in the off season as well with the technical developments of the cars and the um, the, the engineering side of the it. Engineering side, yeah, because the thing with with Formula One these days with the the rate of technical development and it's really it's two different races. There's one in the off season where it's all about the manufacturers, and that's where the constructors championship is really won or lost. That and their in season development. But it's a side that just the casual fan never would even know exists or would, wouldn't get into or wouldn't even know, probably not even that interested in. So I'm going to follow that and try and do a wrap-up of, of that you know, probably every month or so just to, for those people who are interested in Formula 1 and maybe garner more interest in it and have people understand just the multi-facets of it. Yeah, we'll have a, a Formula 1 specific podcast up within the next week. Yeah, so basically it'll be a wrap-up of the, of the season with uh, Lewis winning and lots of the movements that are going along. There's been lots of... Uh, technical expertise movements in regards to aerodynamics and team principles and things like that even driver movements so I want to sort of aim it at people who are sort of just getting into Formula 1 and are sort of interested people who already understand the technical aspects and and sort of give them uh, like the minutiae of it yeah yeah exactly yeah so but I'm always open to feedback and and advice on whatever people want to want to say they'd rather hear which is good because I know nothing about Formula 1 yep so I'll, I'll play the the, the, yeah, the Carl Pilkington. Yep. <laughs> I heard I heard somebody once. Um, comp- uh, they were talking about fashion and how you know the ridiculous things they wear on you know New York Fashion Week and something right. like that. And they said it's like Formula One. Um, yep. We're seeing how far we can go. Yeah. These aren't to be worn every day. Yeah, um, it's just like the Formula One cars. They're not to be driven around every every day, yeah. but it's to see what can we do. Yeah, exactly. What what else, what's actually possible, and. And I mean, 
now it's more like sort of restricting what's possible. We, we know what we can do. Like, hang on yeah, a second. Yeah, we know what we can do. We can kill somebody. Yeah, that's a bit too crazy. I don't think that even things like uh, they have ground effect cars where they said the G-forces you'd pull around corners is just too much for this body to handle. You just can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're passing out. And so, yeah, and the funny thing was I remember reading an article um, about Bernie Eccleston trying to uh, rein in the was it the media passes they give out to F1 paddocks because apparently all you really need to do was start a website and they'd actually give you a media pass to the Formula 1 events really? yeah so he's going oh you know all these uh, top uh, networks and that they pay probably millions of dollars for rights to show Formula 1 and see I've been on the other side I've been um, at one of the many many companies I've worked for um, was a sponsor and to get something out of you know um, the the racetrack yep. um, was impossible. We really? said, okay, well, what about if we do? They go, no, you just you can't take any footage, any vision, any wow. any sound. Wow. Um, so it was that hard. So to hear that you can get a media pass or you could yeah. get a media pass really easy, yeah, we should have gone that route. Well, that's that's what I'm hoping. It's not a definite that Bernie's taken over because he's only the commercial rights holder. So um, I'm not sure if it's Formula One management who handle those sort of sorts of things but there was a department who was in charge of that and apparently they were pretty liberal with what they considered media uh, so, <laughs> so I'm sort of hoping that they still you know they say hey, hang on a second no we're doing alright here we know what we're doing and they hold on to it and then maybe we'll get into to, to Formula 1 in Melbourne it'd be great to see a media pass with clicking balls on it. <laughs> yes exactly right. y- yes yes, yes yeah. we're here yes yes channel 9 clicking balls that's us <laughs> well the thing is there was actually uh, one of the um I think it was technical developer of, of Williams or one of the head guys there, Sam Michael, his name is. He's actually Australian. He, he's retired this year and he's moving back to Australia. So someone like that, if we get them on the podcast or have their expertise, you know, we sort of hitch along with them and <laughs> see if we can work our way to a pit, pit garage or something like that. We can corner him. Yeah, and also there was a, the my my girlfriend was actually telling me this. She's into um, MotoGP and Formula One, not as much, but she still likes that. There's a, there was a lady who worked as, might have been an aerodynamicist or something for the Williams F1 team. And so she was flying around the world working for Williams, you know, living that sort of life. Yeah. And um, then one day she decided she didn't want to do that anymore. She wanted to um, become a pastry chef. So she stayed, apparently she stayed in France for a while and learned how to be a pastry chef. I guess once you've earned the quid, yeah. you can do what you like. Yeah, she's like, yeah, no, fuck that. I just want to learn how to make pastries and not, not really for me. And so now she moved, moved to Melbourne and showed up this little bakery in the suburbs it might be Caulfield or somewhere around that area yeah. uh, I think it's called Loon and it's a small little like you might fit 10 people in there little right. cafe in the suburban area and they sell cronuts oh, oh they do the cronuts yeah. I'll find out what it is I'll put the link on the website yeah yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Loon or something like that and me and my girlfriend have been going there trying to get one just about every weekend but Bad. neither of us are early early wake up like you have to get there like 7am and line up and once they're sold out then that's it <laughs> they're done really and there's a limit of four per, per person and apparently they are just incredible so apparently it's like a, a, a croissant that's shaped like I, a donut I've, I've heard something. of the cronuts yeah. of that but I've only heard it because of the papers going isn't this ridiculous yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm a huge fan of donuts and donuts and ice cream are my two weaknesses so that's right up my alley but I just think it's amazing that someone's had that that sort of expertise in something that not only people get to do and if aerodynamics or whatever it was and then you go nah fuck that and then follow the passion yeah exactly and especially travelling across it. Europe she's probably been to this one bakery yeah. in France or something over time and gone this is fucking delicious this is so amazing 
And then my dad's going, you know what, fuck this shit, man. I'm sick of dealing with all these guys, all these fuckheads. I'm going to go and I'm just going to make, make stuff in a place like Melbourne and, and live my life that way. Well, that's what we're going to do eventually, do our uh, buffalo wings and, yeah, exactly. and ribs joint. Yep, that's yeah, it. Just we'll get the aerodynamics down first. <laughs> yeah. Once, first. once I figure that out. Okay, once, once I've figured out uh, advanced rocketry, then I'll, I'll come back and... I'll, I'll settle for standard suppose. rocketry. <laughs> doesn't need to be advanced. Well, that, that's actually one other theory I had where if I'm dead I don't want to be buried or anything I just want to think in my lifetime I can figure out how to send a rocket just one direction in space just strap me into that sucker put me inside it and just go one direction I'm pretty sure you can pay someone to do it like, yeah but I, I just don't speak Russian though I'm pretty certain that there's you know you can pay like 500 bucks and they'll strap you and throw it off and you know blast it in the air stick you in the nose who knows where it ends up <laughs> yeah I don't care where it ends up I just don't want to come back I just wanted to go straight in one direction. Oh, I'll give you a tip, mate. You're not coming back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe if you go a little bit lunatic, you could say, actually, I'm still alive, but I'm ready to go. All right? Strap yeah, there's people that do that. They're called astronauts. Yeah. Well, that's the other funny thing. You, you hear about like a, a bowler and these sorts of outbreaks, which is just, you know, terrorizing the earth or nuclear destruction. And I was thinking, what would happen to people on the International Space Station? <laughs> Imagine having that seat to that show going, uh, uh, do you have a ride down there, guys? Uh, <laughs> Houston, do God. you have a Oh, problem? shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I-, I reckon that's how The Walking Dead's going to end. Yeah. Igor! <laughs> <laughs> we are fucked! <laughs> well, you know, that, we that have would... to fuck back into existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they you got there'll be one woman on there who's just looking around yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay who's the bitch now yeah. I'm holding all the cards <laughs> <laughs> they're all smart fuckers they might you know stand in line otherwise <laughs> you might get torn to shreds yeah yeah exactly right and that's the end of it yeah well yeah especially how would that work you know if you're in anti-gravity I'm I'm pretty sure they've done some studies on conception yeah. in in yeah. not anti gravity in no gravity no gravity well, yeah. well it's actually limited gravity isn't it yeah yeah at that stage now I'm I'm yeah how long they probably stay out there as long as they can just to make sure shit's open or, or shit's yeah. just cleared <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then go right, either what do you do do you go repopulating because there's going to be a fair amount of incest yeah you know, you're going to have a world of, of in, yeah you know inbred kids or do you go you know what guys this is it human, yep. human race is going yep. out with us it was good enough for Jesus <laughs> <laughs> we just fuck each other until it doesn't matter we're related yeah or you go the other way and say guys this is that, it done. we're done yep. <laughs> human race is done I've always said if there's a zombie apocalypse I'm on team zombie yep. just, I'll just go up to the line and say alright you know, you're the man in the house now it's up yep. to you guys <laughs> gotta go to, go to the chimpanzees we made it from that stage to here so <laughs> you, guys you guys are up next <laughs> no, don't you're on the, deck son don't go to the chimpanzees simians have had their chance <laughs> go to the cats <laughs> go to the cats yeah the, all the all the dogs you know and it'll end up like red dwarf you get cat <laughs> yeah no, say so guys what's yeah, happening <laughs> those, those guys have had their chance it's you, it's you now yeah step up to the plate son yeah prove your worth right no. I don't know. How'd you get on? No, nah, I don't know. But, uh, I've spent a lot of time at Dead Tables casinos <laughs> thinking about all sorts of different shit. <laughs> I, I spe- yeah, I've had retail jobs. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be more of them coming out as the season progresses. I've had a lot of time to think about a lot of random shit. <laughs> this AFL off season just kills me. Yeah, exactly. And especially, you know, well, we've got to mention the passing of Phil Hughes because, you know, it's a very sad day and it's, it's just not something we even want to joke about, to be honest. It's just. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the biggest thing in world sport at the minute. Um, yeah. And we decided we didn't want to talk about it, really, because there's nothing more. You know, we took cricket off, yeah. off the list, but, um, you know, we've we got a bat out the front. 
yeah, like everyone else. We have have to mention, of course. You know, it's it's very serious incident, but it's a freak incident, and it really affected the nation. You even saw it in soccer tonight. They had that minute of silence and sixty third minute. They everyone did, got up and cheered. Yeah, and, they did it well. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's call that episode one. Yeah. Down. Um, next time you hear from us, I think we'll be doing the St Kilda 2014 season yeah. wrap. Yeah, we'll, yeah, and we'll do the. Was it? Mm. We, we haven't figured out what to call it, but yeah. we, we're going to do the um, the season wrap while watching you know one of the good wins from the year, um, which for St Kilda will obviously be the Frio game. Yeah. So we're going to watch that and Mystery Science Theatre three thousand. Um, style yeah. uh, comment over it so we'll put up the links and you can watch it and listen to us yep. push it on what's yep. going on and also we're going to have a forum up and running on our web website that you can um, chat in and also give us feedback uh, tell us how it is or yeah, yeah just general chat tell us uh, things you'd like us to talk about or to find out you know we are here to you know actually give information as well as try and have a laugh so we're going to be current and factual and shoot the shit so. oh, we'll settle for one or the other <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't need to be both yeah but yeah, feel free to, to hit us up on our website or Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. The handle's at clickingballs. Yeah, clickingballs.com. You'll yeah. find it. Find the links all there. Yeah. All, all right. right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 